October 8th, 2023. You're listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin and I am Kevin. That makes me Don. And tomorrow is my brother's birthday. Yay. He'll be 55. That is the same nice. age that my father kicked the bucket. Uh. Something, right? So hopefully my brother can stay alive the whole year at 55. Because if he checks out at 55, I'm going to be really worried because I'm not that far behind. I'd be like, right. shit, maybe it's a thing with beards expire at 55 or something. Yeah. That would be no good. None of that. How was your week? Uh, You know. Usual? Just another week. Same old, same uh, old. Yeah. Um, Got a raise. Hey. Did I say that? Did I mention that last week or I something? I think so, or? but you said you didn't want it, but then you said later that you get some back pay. So you said, just right. you go ahead and let's do that raise kind of thing. Yeah. Right. But then it was just because it was just going to be like 30 cents. Right. Right. But now he came back to me and he goes, we're going to give you a dollar. And I was like, well, okay, I'll take it. All right. I mean, it's only a, I get a dollar, but whatever, yeah, you know, it's a good raise, man. You know, Better than nothing. I mean, it's better than 30 yeah. cents. So, right. I mean, it's probably more realistic so, considering how much the rate of inflation has been lately. And, yeah, and you know, so, tonight's theme is about money too. So that's great. That's plus, plus. Yeah, plus the fact that like I was looking to get like a hundred dollars extra from all the back. Oh right, uh, yeah, that's gonna be now it's gonna be like more. three times that. Woo! You know, party time. So it's like sweet. I'll take that nice. for a show. Nice. So I got that going for me. Hey, good for you, man. Uh, other than that, you know, your boss, nothing. He wants to retain you. It's good. Yeah, he wants to keep yeah, you he like me. <laughs> I know that he wanted me gonna, to knock the one dude out. He's gonna be like. Uh, uh, you're gonna have to do twice as much because we're laying a bunch of people off. You guys, yeah. right, right. Now he's like, you know, well, the thing is, is he's like, you can't tell anybody. He goes, I'm not doing this for everybody else. I'm only doing it for you. Right. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. And he goes, so you can't say anything. And I said, okay, well, then you got to realize that I'm gonna have to when they say stuff about getting paid and stuff, I got to side with them. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna have to be like, yeah, we need more money. And he's like, yeah, but you got the thing. I go, yeah, but I can't say anything. <laughs> you know, it's not like I could be like. You know, these guys are mad because they don't get paid whatever, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I was like, so if they start saying something, I got it. I got to side with them because they think I'm getting the same as them. <laughs> so right, right. you got to complain about yeah. the low pay. It's bullshit. Right. This place right. sucks. Yeah. This are crap, man. Fuck it. Yeah. 30 yeah. cent raise my ass. I'm like, yeah, this is bullshit. <clears throat> Sorry. This new car I got. Right. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, what did I do this week? Nothing really. I saw a movie. It's called The Royal Hotel. It's Australian. It um, it's highly rated, but it was uh, kind of dull. Sometimes movies are like that. Sometimes they have high ratings, but they're rated high, and you don't you go see it. You you, you kind of get what like the acting's good, the scenery's good, setup is good, but nothing happens. You know, one reason or another, it's just one of those kinds of movies, and you're just like, yeah, I don't know, I you know. I kind of like things to happen in my movies. I like some kind of action of some sort or something. I just don't like people a sitting purpose. around. Yeah, talking, like a talking movie. Like I was, yeah. I have regular life for that kind of shit. Like I go to the movies because I want some sort of a, I want some kind of a spectacle. I don't know what it, you know, the shit that I'm not going to see in real life. Like you know, I don't want to just walk out of a movie wow. depressed or something. It's, what the fuck for? Right. That's why I watch wrestling. Uh. I always tell that I always say that to my girlfriend because she likes like sad movies and stuff. She's like, "Oh, that movie makes me cry. I want to watch that." And I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, "Why? I don't understand why you want to make yourself like. Why do you want to cry? Like, you know, you're going to do it. You know, 
and and she's like, but it's such a good movie. And it's like, yeah, but it's going to make you cry. Like, you know, like, wouldn't you rather laugh or wouldn't you rather, you know, like finish watching the movie and be like, I enjoyed that. You know, I'm so happy for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But no, yeah. she wants to fucking cry. Yeah. Oh, so, so, so it was a bad, so it was boring or. Yeah, what was it called oh, again? It's called the yeah. See, you already forgot. That's how boring it was. It's called the Royal. No, because, it's called the Royal Hotel. Basically, these two girls are in Australia on vacation. I think they're American. They're, they're playing off that they're Canadian as a joke, uh, and uh, they um, they run out of money. They just run out of money, and so they're like, "We're going to take a job." And they're like, "Well, the only job we got available for people like you is you got to go work this bar out in the middle of nowhere at a mining town, and it's full of men, and it's not not many women." And so you know, you're thinking, "Ah, oh, it's going to be some." suspenseful shit that's going to go on here you know and they build it up like that all the time like you're thinking one of these guys is going to rape one of them or get right, a gun yeah. drag them off into the outback somewhere you know kill one of them then she's got to have her, her revenge kind of <laughs> you know you just expected something like that to happen but mostly it's what would happen at a regular bar if two girls were working at it with a bunch of dudes? Meaning some guys act a little creepy, right? There's a there's a there's a fight, uh, you know, um, some hurt feelings, some oh, yeah. some broken stuff. Oh, right. the, you know, the owner's a drunk kind of thing, but that there's never any there's you know there's really never any any of the what I just talked about earlier. There's none of that. It just kind of just eventually kind of ends that them walking away and the building's on fire and you, huh. you would think, Oh, that's cause there's b- bodies in the building. No, it's just, they, they were just done. They're just, they were like, you know what? Fuck this place. We're burning it down. Uh, so if I spoiled that for everybody, I'm sorry, but you know what? I saved you. I saved you from watching a dull movie. Uh, maybe you like dull movies. I mean, some people do. I mean, there's, there's lots of those fucking feather fucking pen movies and, uh, corset movies, corsets and feather pens. There's plenty of those movies out there that you can watch. They're, they're usually pretty terrible. Not all of them, there's, but most of them. The artsy type people will tell you there's a, there's a metaphor in that in that burning of whatever and these two girls. <laughs> like the whole Australia represents the struggle of you know what I mean. There's like somebody out there who's like you don't understand what this all means. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know that's fine. I don't <laughs> I don't understand it. You're right, and I, I that's fine. Yeah, I'll I mean, go watch Loki. Uh, the, yeah. There's there's some there's some uh, truth to it, but uh, like they had good acting, and like I said, like you kept expecting something happens, so you kept watching it, you know, like you kept right. thinking, right. and there was you know, there was it was it had all the setup, <laughs> it had all the classic setup, guy getting irate, starting shit, you know, not wanting to leave, throwing things around, like here it comes, you know, it's gonna start up, man, it's gonna he's gonna get extra violent. Eh, no. Jump scare. Yeah, really not. Really not. None of that happened. Just kind of just hey, you're you're out of the you're out of the bar. Get out of the bar. You're out for tonight. And then next that's day. It. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, eh, okay. So uh yeah. Sounds great. Not okay. not that great. I wanted to talk See, this I want to talk this week about money. 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 Right. I I wanna uh, because like I, 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 uh, I've grown up in this world and yeah. I'm 51 yeah. I'm closer to 52 every day. Can't stop oh, it. Yeah. Trains going yeah. full speed ahead for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I've learned some things in life about having money and I wanted to share it with some people that don't, uh, 
because there's a lot of advice out there. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. But there's some things that I didn't know and just some things that everybody should know. Maybe you don't know. Or maybe you know and you, you just need somebody to reinforce it in your head. That kind of thing. And I, I'm not a money guy. I don't have a license. I'm not giving you investment advice. I mean, I, I probably will, but don't listen to it, you know, because it's probably not going to be right, I guess. But then you can go to some flim flam man that has a license and he'll tell you some kind of bullshit. But I don't understand that, too, because they can lose all your money, but they have a license to do it, <laughs> you yeah. know. So uh, so not great. And we've talked about some things in the past back and forth, but there's just some there's just some things, especially now, because interest rates are going up and people are probably getting to a point. Some people where they're, you know, uh, thinking about how to best manage their money. And I thought I would just talk a little bit about some things like when you and I grew up done we we uh as kids your parents probably took you to a bank or you went to a bank on your own one day and they gave you a bank book it wasn't even an atm card it was a little book book and it would have the amount of money you had in the bank and you that's right you would write it down (laughs) it wasn't printed out on it well you you were supposed to write it down i never did yeah most people but that was like that was almost that little bank book was almost like your access to your account. Like if you could remember you your it. account number, you could yeah, you didn't need it. But if you didn't, you would bring it because it would have it on there. Well, and, you would need it because the the bank lady would look at it. She would be the one right. She would it out. right. She would write stuff into it. Right. Yeah. Right. And the idea was is that you would build a relationship with your bank and you would have a savings account. Uh, most yes. kids didn't have didn't start with checking accounts. You'd have a savings account. You'd put money into the savings account and you'd get some interest uh, if you had enough money yeah. in there. And you'd get, you know, uh, some kind of a rate of return. Um, for a long time, I think for like 20 years, the rate of return was like 6%. So you probably got something wrong. Uh, and, um, and that was, you know, what people did. And then you eventually get a checking account. So you'd go to the same bank, you'd open your checking account and, uh, you'd get that. So you could write checks because you'd have to pay bills via check, (laughs) right? There was no online bill pay and, uh, calling out over the phone. I think even today, most people still have checking accounts. I would say, you know, the majority of people, because there's still people out there that need a check. Uh, landlords often need a check. Uh, very often you have to give somebody a, a gift of some kind. You can give them a cash or a gift card, but a lot of times it's easier to give them a check if it's for a wedding or, or a birthday or something. And then, you know, there's also the, uh, some business things like contractors, you get a contractor at your house, you know, they doing some big job. You're not going to hand them $2,000 in cash. Probably Uh, you're going to give them a check, but you know, but I think that is going away. I mean, I just think we all know it is like, it's, 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 we're all going to be Venmoing each other or whatever the cash apping PayPal, whatever it is for those other things. And we're all just going to be ending up. uh, uh, Yeah cards or something before too long. Right. But one thing about the savings account is that it, it it sort of establishes this thing, like, you know, the savings accounts where you put your money to save it and you get some interest. So the money grows a little bit every year, right? So if you got a 6% annual interest increase, 
right? That's not what it is right now today, but that's what it was, right? So if you put $100 in there at the end of the year, if you didn't touch it, you'd have about $106, right? That's 6% annual interest rate. Makes sense. 6% on 100 bucks, you get an extra six bucks. Free money, right? Yay. The problem is, is that where we are at today, most financial institutions do not give you an interest rate that is higher than the rate of inflation. So the rate of inflation right now is about 3.5%. I think last year it was at like seven something percent. And so you would need like on that 7%, you would need to get back your interest rate from the bank would have to be at least that 7% in order for you to keep the value of your money the same. So if you kept that $100 in the bank, you would need $107 in the bank in order for the value of that money to be the same as when you first put it in because it has less purchasing power over time because of inflation. Product prices go up. So you can't buy the same number of products for that $100 at the end of the year that you could buy at the beginning of the year. So you need that 7%, that inflation rate, to match, right? And that's a basic way of understanding it. It depends on the product that you're buying. Some things are go up higher, like fuel costs, right? Gas goes up higher. Uh, food might go like in the last year has gone up quite a bit for different things, etc. Whereas other things, maybe the prices have come down. Something you know, but for the most part, all prices generally go up over time. So you need to get a rate of return that's higher. So if you have, you are a person out there that has just a general savings account and you're putting money into your savings account, you're losing money. You're losing money over the course of time. It's allowing you to hold on to your money, but it's a, it's a loser because it's, it, the value of your money is going down every year because the banks are ripping you off. They, they know what the interest rate is. They, they charge more than that rate for other loans, credit cards, et cetera. But they're not going to give that to you. And you can go and get like a, you know, a, um, a high yield savings account, et cetera. And you might get a better rate. You might get like a 5% rate or something uh, today, but you're still not going to get that 7%. So you're still going to get, you're still, the bank is taking that extra money. The bank is saying, we're going to take that 2% as our money. And you're like, in the olden days, you used to be like, I'm loaning you my money so you can go play with it. Go make your risky investments, but give me a, you know, the, the, the interest rate. But now what the bank is doing is we're taking your money and we're going to still gamble it and risk it on things. However, uh, we're also going to take a piece of that interest rate pie. And so now you're only going to get like 5% instead of the 7% and your money is going to get, it's going to be worth less over time. So a savings account, there's not much you can do about it. it you, you can't, you can't do anything really to make that interest rate get higher. So savings accounts are really, you know, a way to slowly uh, devalue your your money until it's not worth anything. So there's a couple of things you can do, obviously. The first thing is, is if you have any debt and you, you, you should focus all your money on paying down your debt because that has interest rates on it. Usually those interest rates are high. And, uh, you're losing money paying those interest rates. So the faster you lower the principal by making, you know, by paying it down, uh, the, um, the, the less interest you're going to have to pay overall until you're able to just pay down on the principal completely and then pay that debt off. Um, the problem I have 
with that advice for a lot of people is that if you're not in a kind of income equilibrium where you have enough money to get by, that uh, you just will end up constantly putting yourself back into debt. Like I know people that do this all, all the time. They'll have like credit card. Let's say they got a credit card and they got a $3,000 debt on it, right? It's maxed mm-hmm. out. It's like a $3,000 card. It's maxed out. They're making that minimum payment every every month, right? Because that's they don't want to pay more than that because they don't think they're ever going to pay that $3,000 off. And the, so why pay more? Like, why would they want to sink in a hundred or $200 or $300 into it when they can just pay that, make that minimum payment of like, I don't know, let's say 50 bucks and they pay that every month and just, yeah, that money's, you know, saves them from debt collection and, and, and all that sort of stuff, but they'll just keep making that minimum payment. And eventually though, if you keep making that minimum payment, you get some space on that credit card. Now, all of a sudden, you got $200 that you can spend on that credit card. And the person that's not in an in, in income equilibrium will run into a situation where they need to get their car fixed. They need to right. um, make some sort of a payment. They got to do something. And they're like, well, I got this $200 here on this credit card. I guess I'll use that. And they max that credit card out again. So that... They're enslaved, essentially. You're enslaved to that forever. You're always gonna you you you're always going to pay that money to that credit card unless you file bankruptcy or, or something along those lines, which has become very hard to do. Uh, you've you've enslaved yourself to to that debt, and I think like it is good advice to concentrate and pay down the debt so you don't you know that fifty dollars that you pay on that debt becomes your money overall and you no longer have that debt but it's very hard to do when you don't make enough money to get by so it right. it's it's a it's a that piece of advice is is difficult for people but what i do think is that if you're keeping money in a savings account you might as well sink it into the to that debt and then use if you needed to tap that savings account then use the credit that you had that you made space on because at least if you paid off a, a, a portion of it with the money that you had had been saving that's losing value over time, at least you've reduced the minimum payment and the overall amount of money you owe on that credit card by however much that was in your savings account. And now you have to you pay less. More of your money ends up back in your pocket is what I'm trying to say. You're actually gaining money by doing that. You're, you're getting more money every time versus losing money, shrinking your money in your savings account and making that minimum payment that won't go anywhere. So, you know, in a lot of ways, a savings account is a bad. Now, the other thing you can do, though, and if you don't have a lot of debt um, or, or whatever, you don't have any debt. Uh, but you do have a savings account is is to take the money out of the savings account and put it in the stock market or buy bonds and or annuities and these days it's become this used to be super complicated and and these days it's really not that complicated uh for for one thing you know online you can get all of this stuff you can download an app like uh you know the e-trade app or uh, Robinhood I use Robinhood and uh, basically, you just link it to your bank account and you, you know, do a automatic withdrawal into it and you can purchase stocks and, in, you know, investments and you can cash them out, et cetera, et cetera. Now, of course, I understand that most people don't know Dick 
about the stock market and they're not going to want to risk uh, their money. So the thing is, is that, yeah, if you need, let's say you, you need your money within whatever money you're putting in there, you're going to need it within a year. You know, maybe not like if you're, if you're going to use it within a year, maybe not put it in there. You're not going to lose it all in the stock market. As I explain something to you, if you do what I tell you to do, you won't lose even a, a, a large percentage of it really, but you might lose a little bit of it based on the way the stock market goes up and down. So if you need to take the money out within the next year, maybe it's a down year. And so maybe you were, let's say, let's say you put in a hundred dollars. So maybe your hundred dollars turns into $90. Well, that's a bummer for you. If you need to pull that, that money out this year, you've just, you put it in there, you lost 10 bucks, you know, now you get $90 back. You're like, thanks, Barrett. That's fucking worthless information. You know, that's no good. But over time, uh, you get a, you, you can get generally, uh, an annual rate of return of around 10%. Uh, if you simply invest in the S and P 500 index, like an index stock, what it, what it, or it's an index, um, like a, like a fund, an index fund. And what that is, is, is that basically you have people out there that have, you know, they know what all of the, um, best companies are, right? Coca-Cola, Johnson and Johnson, um, Tesla, or I guess, um, Amazon, um, Apple, Microsoft, y- y- you can think of them all. You can think of them, okay? So they, so all they, the right? All the, all the biggest companies that are too big to fail, you know, the, the, whatever, the banks, McDonald's. And, yeah, McDonald's, right? And and then they, what they do is, is they, they get like, let's say, two hundred of those or however many, and they, and they put that into a fund. And so when you buy that fund, you're buying a piece of all of those companies, right? You're buying essentially all of those companies simultaneously. Now, what are the odds of all of those companies doing poorly all at the same time? It's very, very low, right? But it can happen if the United States government, you know, has some kind of like 9-11 type event, or maybe what we have right now with Congress, they're kind of like, ah, we don't know what we're doing. We don't have a head of Congress right now. Uh," You know, so the stock market itself will dip down, right? There'll be some people selling some stocks off. They're a little worried. They want to move their stocks into like, you know, oil or something that's a little bit more stable. So the so the so the value of the the index fund might go down a little bit. But historically, over like the last like I don't know, it over 20 years, over 50 years, I don't know what it is, the S&P 500 index funds generally have a rate of return of about 10% annually. Sometimes more than that, I've had a rate of return at 30%. Uh, and I've had a rate of return less than that, right? I've had a negative return, but the negative return has never been that bad. Like they're in the housing crisis. The rate of return was bad, but the thing that I would point out is that it's, it's not like, like, let's say you had a hundred bucks and then it turned into 50 bucks of value, right? That's like taking air out of a balloon. You still have the balloon. It just has less air in it now. If you just wait, more air is going to get into the balloon. It's not like people are going to stop drinking Coca-Cola. It's not like uh, Johnson & Johnson's not going to sell, I don't know, Q-tips or whatever. Right. Like, it's all, you're investing in the business. Don't think of it as, like, gambling. You're investing in all of these businesses 
all of these businesses are massively successful and they're going to keep on doing what they're doing. And if one of them runs into trouble, Tesla has a problem with the government or Amazon gets broken up, et cetera, it's not enough to damage your stock that much because of all the other guys. In fact, a lot of times the competitors are in the same kind of fund and so they gain while the other one loses. So annually at a rate of return is a 10%. And you can get your money in and out really easy. There's tiny fees, very small, but at a 10% rate of return is much, much higher than the rate of inflation in general. The rate of inflation usually is around 2.5%. So it, when we get to that point, um, so getting a 10% return means that your money grows substantially, right? That $100 gets, um, you know, 100 becomes 110. And then the longer you keep it in there, you know, it compounds and it gets to be of greater value. Now, some people out there, they might say to themselves, hey, man, I got a 401k or I got a fucking Roth IRA or some IRA, man. And I got money in these, the blah, 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 blah. And I just could just put my money into the IRA. That's good. Like you should definitely put your money into, um, especially up to your employer match if they do that. Uh, and get, cause that's leaving money on the table. If your employer's like, listen, we'll put a hundred percent of the, our money in to match your money in up to the first 3% of your pay, uh, then put your 3% of your pay into whatever it is, their 401k so that you get that hundred percent match. Cause that's free money. That's free money on the table and you don't want to let that go. Definitely. If you're not taking advantage of that. For any reason, you should like absolutely do that. But I don't necessarily recommend going higher than that uh, unless, you know, you really have a, a large range of capital that you can kind of spend on, 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 you know, you know, you have just extra money and you're just like, I don't know what to do with it. Okay, fine. Right. Put it towards your retirement. Right. But not a lot of people are going to necessarily be in that kind of a boat. It makes more sense in a lot of cases that if you have a health savings account, uh, which is basically when you have a high interest rate um, medical plan, which most people do in the United States, uh, you get this ATM card and you can put money into it. Often your employer puts money into it, sometimes annually, sometimes once. Sometimes if you do things, don't smoke and we'll give you a hundred bucks uh, and they'll put it into this account. And you can only use this to buy uh, medical care, dental care, vision, and a lot of like, you know, things at the store, like cough drops and whatever's medical, right? Yeah. But you can only use it on that and it's tax free. So it's tax free going in and they don't tax it coming out. So it it's, uh, other than sales tax. Uh, so it, it ends up being better than any other investment you have because it's completely tax free. Like your 401k, your retirement plan, when you deposit money in into that, it's not taxed, but when you take the money out, it will be taxed, right? But your healthcare benefit here doesn't get taxed going in and doesn't get taxed coming out as long as you're using it for the right stuff. And you might say, well, that's great, but you know, I, I want my retirement, blah, 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 blah. Well, the nice thing about most HSAs, health savings accounts, is that if you put your money in, right, if you reach the age of retirement, then you can pull your money out for any other purchase, not just medical purchases. And there's no penalty in doing that. So the HSA, you want to max that out 
long before you start adding percent points to your 401k. You definitely want to get your 401k company match. Don't leave money on the table. But then max out your HSA first if you're going to go in any direction. And then if you happen to max out your HSA, well, then go ahead and invest in, if you want, more into your 401k. Uh, but the thing about 401ks is I really – I talked a little bit earlier about an S&P index fund. They give you all these funds and things you can invest in in these things. I really suggest that if you're, you know, you have more than five year or five years left to retire, uh, to just invest in index funds like an S and P index fund, or because the fees on those are usually very very low. All of these things that you have in your 401k, they take a percentage of your money out, whether they gain you money or whether they lose you money. So if you invest in like the Vanguard fund over here and you're like, well, that's the growth fund, the Vanguard fund. It looks like it has a return of 10% every year. Great. But if you look at the fees, which most people don't do, you might see that the Vanguard fund takes 2%. So when it's giving you a 10% return, you're really only getting an 8% return. And if it has a down year and it gives you, say, a 2% return, it might actually only be giving you a 0% return or even a negative return because you're paying for these fees. Whereas index funds will often be like around like 0.2% or so. I mean, they'll be very small in terms of fees. And so, you know, that's more of your money that you're holding on to that's going to compound over time. And your, your, your retirement money is going to grow and grow and grow and grow. So, so be aware of that, et cetera, in order for your, your money to, to potentially grow. And I just think that like, you know, the average person, if you go online, it's stock market is not a place where People make fortunes and become rich because you need a lot of money to make a lot of money on the stock market in reality. There's a lot of flim flam people out there that'll tell you all these sorts of things. And, you know, there's people that you've heard of that have probably made a fortune. I don't know, gambling on some crazy stock uh, or being in part of these investor groups. Let me tell you, it's a great way to lose money. It's a great way to lose money because people don't have the discipline that's necessary to do that kind of stuff. And, you know, my advice is, is just don't gamble with individual stocks unless you really are fine with the idea of losing a a chunk of your money because you don't know what you're doing. You know, talk to an investment advisor if you want to do things like that, but they're, those guys will usually play it really safe and they'll put you in some kind of a mutual fund. That's really bland and it'll, it'll give you a decent rate of return, but you know, it, it, um, it, it certainly won't make you rich. Uh, and, and, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, it's like the people that play with cryptocurrency, you can gamble with cryptocurrency. It's a speculative market. People do make a a fortune on it, but it's not like for everybody, like you, you're going to be gambling with your money and you got to have real iron balls to fucking watch the value of your money dip and dip and dip and hope for it to bounce back up. And most people are like, no, because they see their money shrinking and they're like, sell it. And, you know, and then they end up losing cash because they they sold it and they didn't wait for it to bounce back up and all that stuff. So it's just I don't recommend it. You know, it's just it's 
you gotta have you gotta have some straight. I did make a bunch of money on cryptocurrency. I made about forty thousand dollars off of it when I was messing with it, uh, but that was just because I got in early, right? I got in early enough that uh, Bitcoin went from you know uh, around twelve hundred dollars uh, all the way up to you know what is it at twenty thousand, thirty thousand dollars, and and um, I sold it when uh, I was around four thousand. And so, you know, I had like, I think at the time I had quadrupled, quadrupled my money that I had uh, across and everything. And then I had some other thing that tripled my money, but this was all early days. Like right now it's, everybody's in it and everything is kind of, so it's, it's, it's huge risks. And I lost money. I mean, I, I wouldn't say like I had a, like a, a, a gain, a complete net gain of, you know, that amount of money. I, I probably lost money. I definitely lost some money on uh, some scammy stuff that happened to me. Uh, overall, I I profited, but um, took some big hits uh, uh, on the other side of it too. So it it's definitely not. I mean, you really you really don't want to do it unless you can just be completely emotionless and and be prepared to 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 gamble it. You know, there's those people who go to you know casinos and stuff, and they just think that they got God on their side or something, and luck is going to strike them, and they're going to do it, and they're blessed or what? I don't know what it is, but I'm not like that. I like to go to the casino once in a while. I like to spend some money, but I I go in knowing I'm going to lose that money. Like I just know that the casino is going to win, you know. So I'm going in there for some entertainment, going in there for some fun. Maybe I'll get some perks. I'll get a two. yeah free buffet. You know, the girl might have some fun, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, uh, you know, and people might be like, oh, it's a waste of money. I could have bought a television set with that money. Yeah, okay, I don't need another TV. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I get it. But, I mean, I went in knowing what I was doing. You know, that's the important thing. I have a friend. She has a bit of a problem with gambling. And she lost uh, 20-some-thousand dollars gambling, uh, taking cash advances on her credit card. Um, yeah, don't drink and gamble. I guess is the lesson there. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm not going to keep going on. It's about half the show. Uh, so I'm going to kind of leave it there, but I wanted to provide a little bit of advice for people to just think about some of the things I said, uh, because, you know, I think there's a lot of traditional people saving money in savings accounts or just keeping their money in checking accounts or not paying down their debt and having a savings account. And I think that if you just think about it realistically and be like, hey, if I take this $1,000 I have in this savings account and I stick it into this credit card debt I have, my monthly payment would be, instead of $50, it might be like, say, $30 a month. Now I'm getting $20 savings and I have this big space on my credit card that I could use in an emergency if that's what this money was for. Now, you don't want to use that money, right, on the credit card because it'll add more interest and put you back into debt. But my point is, is that while you're waiting to use it, you're going to end up spending less money overall. So you're going to have a net gain there for yourself. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I'm going to talk about. I, I can't have credit cards. Yeah. Right. I'm not allowed to anymore. I, and, and, and that's the thing is that I'm, I'm clear minded enough to know that I can't because there's been plenty of times where I've been like, all right, listen, listen, you just get the credit cards, put it in your wallet, you forget about it. Don't even think about it. And then you see it one day and you're like, I did want that PlayStation. <laughs> and it's like Yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You know, and it's like so so I, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm at the point in my life where I say, 
don't give me a credit card because I'm just going to max it out. Right. I mean, right. And it's, and it's not, and it's not necessarily where I'm just like, I'm going to go buy frivolous. I'm not, I'm not going out there and being like, all right, a round of drinks on me or nothing. No, no, no. (laughs) I'm going to go get clothes. I'm going to go get my car fixed. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do stuff that I need, but then in the long run, I'm going to be fucked. Right. Right. Yeah. It, I, I try to avoid it too. My, I have, um, in debt in general, I have, uh, what they, um, uh, what they call an equity line of credit. It's kind of like a second mortgage almost basically, but you get a, uh, you can borrow money in order to have a low interest rate because you have the collateral of your home. And I've quite a bit on that. I have about 35,000 that I owe on that. Um, so it's quite a bit. So I don't, don't have, uh, um, not flush with cash as I'm paying that down, <laughs> so to speak. Right. But I mean, I have the, I have the ability to pay it down if I have to, like there's things I can sell if I had to get that all the way down to zero. Um, but you know, I avoid that. But the reason I have that is because as a homeowner, there's times when, you get a letter from the city that's like, you need to redo your backyard so water can flow good from one side to the other. And it's going to cost you $5,000 or IRS wants you to send them an extra $9,000 because you didn't fucking do your taxes right 10 years ago or something. Um, I didn't get something like that, but last year was uh, a little bit, a little bit wacky with the, um, with the spending on my part. Cause there was some, there were some game consoles that I had to have talked about this on the show. <laughs> See, See, you're just like me. Right. But these were like, <laughs> these were investments, you know, they, they these really were, they, they were investments long-term. I do believe they're going to go up quite a bit in value because they are extremely rare. And, you know, I already know that if I were to sell them, I could get all that money back and then some, even in that short amount of time. However, it is partially put part of that has partially put me into that, that sinkhole that I'm in. So what am I doing? I'm paying it down. I'm paying it down as, 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 as well as I can every, every month knocking it down. And it sort of sucks because it's on a variable interest rate. So it started out. Okay. It started out like, you know, Hey, you got to pay a hundred and some bucks a month or something. But as these interest rates keep going up every three months or whatever. I'm just like, stop it. <laughs> Cause yeah, it's, right. it's making, it's making me have to pay more each time. It's like, damn man, get this yeah. thing back down. But I'm fine. As everybody knows I'm fine. I got that under control, well, but I don't, I don't have what, any other credit card debt or anything like that. The, the, the trick I like to do is like, if I get a car paint, like I go to get a car. Yeah. And just, I'm just throw like, They'd be like, okay, well, what kind of monthly payment do you want? And I'd be like, 150 bucks. That's what I want to, something like that. Right, and I'd right. be like, I'd pick like a, a lowish, lowish kind of number, you know, like right on the border there. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, I just need one. I want to pay 150 bucks. And they'd be like, okay, we could do whatever. We can, you know, you work something out. And then I just pay $200 every month because it's like, I can, I can afford the 200 bucks. Right. But I'm not going to tell them that. Right. Because, right. You know, it's yeah. like, I'll go lower and then that way I can put extra on it. Yeah. And, uh, back in the day, like I used to do, I would do that with like credit cards. I'd pay an extra 20 bucks on each one, you know, right, right. Or, you know, the minimum plus an extra 20 <laughs> and the next month the, the bill would come and it would be like less. Yes, and, and, exactly. And, and, right. and at one, at one point, at one point it got to the point where they were like, you don't have to pay us anything this month. And I was just like, well, I'm going to, right. <laughs> right. You know? Yes. Like I, 
I see what you're trying to do and I'm not going to fall. For right. That. I'm like, yeah, a lot of them have that. They have, there's these tricks where they'll let you skip a month. They're like, it's December. Yeah. You can buy gifts. Don't pay your mortgage this month. Um, right. I've seen those, uh, et cetera. Like you can, and it's like, yeah, that's just compounding your interest. You know, it's a huge loss over time. Don't yeah. do it. Pay it down. Yeah, they, don't, they don't want that to happen. And my mom, I know my mom, I mean, she's in her eighties, but she's, she's not out spending money and she's not out, you know, making money and stuff. But, uh, she uses her credit card and her credit score is going down like a little bit at a time. You know, she's like, I don't understand why my credit score is going down. She goes, I'm not, I, I make my payments. I do everything. I go, well, I go, well, what kind of payments are you making? She goes, well, if I buy something, I pay for it right away. And I go, well, that's why your credit score is going down. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And I go, cause they don't want you to pay it right away. <laughs> you know, they want to try to make some money off of you. So they want you to make two, three payments, you know, like, like spread it out and, you know, yeah. make a smaller payment here so that they can charge you more money here. And she goes, well, yeah, I know. And that's why I'm not doing that. I'm paying them all at one time. And it's like, well, then your credit score is going to go down because they're not, you're not, yeah, it'll go not down yep, credit. Right. It'll go, if they want you to have, they want you to use some of your credit. So they just want you to yeah. use like a certain percentage. If you keep it always at zero, then they're not making money on you. They're not making money right. on you. And for them, that that's a, that's a negative on the thing. Overall though, your credit won't go down to zero because of that, no, because no. you have, uh, assets usually and a, a built up credit history. But if you want to have a very good almost you know ridiculously great credit score then yeah you have to there's a whole bunch of things you have to do to do that but yep she's still got a better credit score than me so yeah i mean you know it, the important thing all i'm trying to say is like yeah all of that is is very difficult for a lot of people all i'm my advice is i'm just trying to save people a little bit of money i'm just trying to say like if you keep your money in a savings account people you know think about it it's you're losing value if you've got these credit card debts maxed out you can reduce that. And then, like you said, your monthly payment will go down. Uh, hopefully it depends, you know, but if you still pay extra, yeah, if you're paying you like a pay fixed, more. it might always be the same, but you're, you've, you've, sh you've shrank the length of time that you're going to be making those payments too. Like right. instead of paying your house off in 30 years, you could pay it off in 28 years or 27 years right. or, you know, on a 30 year fix. You don't want to hear that. And, and people, no, because I think a lot of people just, they'd rather have money in their pocket now. They're just like, I, I'm living now and I want to have money in my pocket now. And I don't, I don't care about what's happening later. And I totally get that. I know people yeah. that are around my age that have, uh, 60, 70, $80,000 in school loan debt at this age. And it's just like, you're never going to pay that off. They know they're never going to pay that off. They don't make enough money to pay that off and support the lifestyle that they have. Could they pay that off? Could they like downsize, you know what I mean? Live in a one bedroom apartment, uh, budget the shit out of everything and pay that debt off. Yes, absolutely. They could do that, but people don't want to do that. They, they, you know, they want to live their fun. life, right? It's not, it's, it's miser, it's, it's miserable for them to do rock that. Rock and roll. And so it's, uh, you know, one of those things where I don't know. I mean, cause I work, I work two jobs and go to school. I'm, I'm a different kind of guy. Like I'm, driven by money in a lot of ways to this in the sense of i don't feel secure unless i have multiple lines of income uh but um uh you know a lot of people they're not as crazy as me they don't want to work two jobs uh and i get that they just want to work and go home and relax and play games or watch tv and you know eat dinner and spend time with the family and all that kind of stuff but i'm just saying like you know 
the the greatest freedom in the world is not having any debt. I mean, the, that feeling, you know, like it's all paid off and you're like, but I know so many people that just generate more of it because they don't have discipline. And if you're like, you, like you admit it done, like if you don't have discipline, look in just getting rid of the credit cards, you know, look into right. getting rid of your, your debt completely and, uh, try and step out of that lifestyle and, and, and stay inside like a cash, a cash lifestyle because it's just overall more of your money stays in your pocket. You know, that's, that's really important. And that's what I did. I, I had, I had a couple credit things. I had a couple, you know, things that were, uh, they were, you know, they were closed out and overdue, you know? Right. And, right. Uh, and it was like, I finally, I cleared those out. I finally got them paid off. I was like done with them. And then it was, and that's like, like I said, I was just like, Oh, here's a credit card application, throw it out. Right, you know, like, right. Just, just don't, just, just, just don't put yourself in that situation. Right. You know? Nope. It's not, it's, it, it's really never like, and a lot of financial shows, it, I don't watch a lot of these, but I've had to look at some for homework reasons for school. Uh, a lot of financial advisor type people will tell you never to use a credit card. Like it's, there's no right. reason to use one. Like it, you know, in the sense of like the, the interest rates on those things are in, ridiculous and there's nothing there's a there's maybe a very small you know you can get some perks so if you if you're very disciplined you can pay it off every time you can get some perks to get some discounts on some things but man the people that are doing that like versus the people that are maxing those credit cards out just don't do it just stay away from credit just stay away from it you know uh, it, it's just uh it's horrible. Borrow money from a relative or something. Use their credit my, my, card. <laughs> my dad, my dad told me. He says if you don't have the the cash money on hand or in your bank to pay for something, then you just don't get it. Yeah. And, until you have that money, and it's like it took a while for that to kick into me. Yep. And now it's like, oh yeah, now okay, yep, yep, yep. That's right because it. you pay. You you end up the thing you end up buying. Like if you say, wait, that PlayStation Five is five hundred dollars. Let's say, but if you put that on credit. On a 30% APR, like 29.9% APR. I'll say the max out credit card rate, 29.9% APR. Now you're paying 30% more on that every year that you haven't paid that down on your credit card. You know what I mean? So in three years, it's actually less than that because it compounds, but we're doing simple math here. You've, You've doubled the price of that. Every three years that you haven't paid that credit card down, you've doubled the price of that you paid for that PlayStation people. So it's like, don't do it. <laughs> Try yeah. not to do it. I, it's hard, man. I know though. I know I've been there. I know it's, it's like, sometimes you just are fucked and you got to get your car fixed and it's all you got. I get it. If it's a situation like that, great, but focus on paying that debt down. Don't let yeah. it grow, pay it down, you know, and, and get your car fixed. But yeah, and I mean, you know, some people, no one's buying a fucking house in cash. Everybody gets a mortgage, you know, you got to pay that mortgage every month. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's uh, you, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, this is, and this is recent. This is this past year. Um, I, my brakes were going on my car and they like, they started grinding to the point where I was like, oh, fuck, I need, this needs to get done or the rotors are going to get torn out and everything. And I'm going to need everything. You know what I mean? It's like, I could just go get the pads, calipers if I need it or whatever, you know, like, you know, if I go now, <clears throat> but I don't have credit card, but I did have the cash. Right. And this is kind of like, uh, this is kind of like, 
I, I don't know if this helps in this whole storytelling thing, but, uh, so I went to the place, got my brakes fixed, paid cash or, you know, my, my debit card, whatever, you know, uh, paid for it, walked out the door. I was done. Right. So there's, there's no, there's no bills. There's no nothing. Everything's clear, free, blah, blah, blah. Kind of fucked me. Cause I had no cash. <laughs> right. right. Cause right. it was just like, shit. Now I got no money in the bank. I got bills coming up and, and it's, and I've, and I've, and I've felt that, uh, personally or through, you know, through the, through the, whatever it's been like two months, three months or whatever. And I, and I, and I've, I've had to deal with that, but I don't have somebody hounding me, <laughs> you know, right, I mean? and the right. money amount isn't increasing. Right. And it's not, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, that's, a, that, that's like another advantage to having cash. It's like, yeah, you use the cash and you don't have it, but yet you don't have somebody hounding you and charging you extra, right. to, you know, to pay it off. Right. So it's, it's a like, one time, it's a one time shot. You paid it. Yeah. You're dealing with the, the pain cash of not is, having that money around. But yeah. it's over. It's over yeah. now. You can fix it or do you know go forward I just and gotta, everything. You got to focus on just <laughs> surviving. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally get it. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you know, a, for a long time when I was consulting, I, I put a lot of money on credit cards because I wasn't bringing in enough money uh, while I was consulting, and I ended up with a pretty substantial credit card debt at one time, and I decided, you know, to, to focus on paying it down by doing some different things, transferring the balances to credit cards that had 0% interest. They, they do charge you a percentage, but that percentage doesn't compound over the year that you do it. So that ends up giving you more chance to pay down, say the principal, a little bit higher amount because of the percentage they take, but you're paying it down. I was doing that. And the other thing is, you know, I'd take my tax return and I would sink it into, um, you know, the, I'd have a pretty healthy tax return, you know, over a thousand dollars, whatever it was at the time. And I would put it in there and it was always a bummer. Cause I would be on MySpace or Facebook or whatever it was. And there would always be people like talking about like, or showing off the things they bought with their tax return, tax return time, you know, and they'd have All a right. big TV or a, uh, a new washer and dryer or whatever the fuck people <laughs> were buying, you know? And, uh, I just, you know, I wasn't going to go buy the, 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 the game console or anything at this point. I was just like, this sucks, you know, but I was so tired of making those credit card payments every month. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like, they were just painful. And I was just sitting there going like this, these credit card payments are taking a large portion of that, of my money. I could have that money. If I didn't have these credit card payments, that money would be mine. Like if it was $300, I would have an extra $300 every paycheck or every month or whatever the fuck it was. And I, and I would be like, man, I got to get rid of these things. You know what I mean? So I just focused on bringing, and as they shrunk the, you know, the, it seemed to give, it, it did give me more cash, which allowed me to focus on shrinking them faster. And, and, uh, it takes time and it sucks. And you, you, you're, you're, you're tied down in a, a lot of ways to it, but I don't know, man, I have hobbies. <laughs> I, there's shit I can, I don't need to go out all the time. You know, I can pay yeah. things down at that point in my life. You know, I had a girl and she understood what we were doing and we, you know, we, we just focused on these things. And I took all her credit cards away when I was with her because she had these low balance credit cards, but they were all maxed out. So she, she didn't make as much as I did, but she was probably putting in about 50 bucks into these different credit cards, you know, department store cards, you know, and, uh, uh, some low balance credit card. And she's like, well, what if I need credit? I said, I'm like, what are you going to need credit for? I said, you're not going to need credit. And and I said, even if you did, 
you're not going to get credit with this. Like this, this credit's terrible. Yeah. Like this is just making yeah. your, te- this is just making your credit worse. So it's like, just, let's just fucking, I, I said something to, I will pay these off and that's it. No more. You know what I mean? And right. for her sake, she did. She didn't, you know, she didn't get another credit card. You know, she lived off, you know, her cash and her, um, uh, ATM card, check card, whatever the fuck. Right. And, uh, has, has been fine. And I probably saved her in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I'm not still with her, but I probably saved her financially, um, from being completely bankrupt because, you know, she's had a lot of struggles and, and having, you know, money for the things she needs. And if she had those credit card debts on top of it, she'd be fucked, you know? And I know what you mean about people calling, Man, we had some people calling for old debts of hers, and uh, people call me an asshole <laughs> on the phone. Wasn't my debt? Wasn't my fucking problem? I answered right. the phone, and they're like, "Can I speak to Jessica?" And I'm like, "No," <laughs> because yeah. like I know who they are, and I'm just like, "You cannot." And uh, if you want to do something, send it in writing. And this guy was just like, "You're a fucking asshole." <laughs> I'm just like, "Damn, man! Like who? What the fuck? You know?" But yeah, because they sit there and they threaten you and they're going to sue you and, and they pretend yeah. like there's cops that they know and they're going to come it. and get you. I love and it. And it's just like, they're like so fucking shady, those guys. And you're just like, damn. it's You know, and she almost fell for it the one time. She got really worried about this guy because he was talking to her about uh, suing her, you know, and yeah. getting a lawyer and suing her for the money. And she's like, well, I guess I'll make a payment. And I was just like, hang up, hang up, hang up, hang up the phone. And we've talked about this before. I know the rules on debt and in the state of Ohio and what they can come after you for and what they can't. And she had something, she had some, and this wasn't the same thing, but she had something where she didn't pay a medical bill at one time, you know, and they ended up garnishing her wages, you know, until that was paid off. So I've seen what happens, right? And the guy calling you on the phone, threatening you, isn't that. You know, they're two different things. Uh, so anyway, yeah, that, that, uh, that, those were no fun. Those are no fun. I, I, you know, and being in debt like that is no fun. It's, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy yeah. that people have to go through all of this shit. Uh, you know, I get it. You spent the money and stuff, but I also think that like a lot of times these credit card companies have been charging people interest for so long that the original debt you had plus a nice piece of profit has been paid to the bank. And now, you know, it's greed at a certain point where the bank is just keeping you enslaved to this greed formula because you can't free that credit card up. And people have paid for these, the things that they bought on those cards, you know, 10 times over, and they're still paying on them over and over and over again because they just don't have the discipline to get out of it. And so, you know, in a lot of cases, I don't feel bad for people declaring bankruptcy or or, or failing to to make those payments, um, assuming that they it wasn't just outright theft, you know, where they just like spent all the money on the credit card, and then were like, nope, and just didn't pay right. it, you know. I don't. I think everybody goes in with the right intentions that they want to. They're gonna. You, you trick yourself in your head. You're looking at your thing and you're like, you know, it's $500 now. I can pay for this now. And then like, I can just not eat fast food for the next, uh, you know, couple months and I'll take that extra money and I'll pay this down. It's just, you know, $500. I'll pay it off and it'll be no problem. And, you know, 
three days later, you're eating pizza at home because you're eating the fast food. You don't have the extra money, (laughs) you know, and it just grows. And and people do, I know people that do this all the time. And it's just like, you don't have the discipline. You just don't. And most people don't, it's really hard to have it, you know, especially, like I said, if you don't have, uh, enough extra cash because you don't have an equilibrium between your life and your paycheck. Your life is costing more than what your paycheck brings in that you'll never be able to pay any of this down because that money that you have needs to go to your survival and your basic needs. And obviously some of your basic needs does involve some kind of entertainment because we're not all just fucking slaves, you know? So there has to be something there for people. But there's also, you know, and and long term, if you're a very young person, you can grow your way out of it. If you're ambitious, you can get a good degree. You can go to school. You can get a great job. You can make enough money to grow out of it uh, and and pay your debts down by increasing your salary. It's just not an easy thing for most people to do. And especially at our age, most people are kind of set in what they're doing right now is what they're going to do for the rest of their life kind of thing. And they're probably not going to uh, substantially increase their wage. So it's just a matter of focusing on trying to pay down what you can and yeah, surviving at the same time. Yep. Exactly. Right. (sighs) So real quick, Don, you got three minutes left. How's Loki? I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? How's it? I didn't watch it either. Ah, I guess we'll talk about that one next week then. I wanted to wait until there was like two episodes on it or whatever. I actually, actually, I just forgot. Oh, it's fine. I mean, I didn't, you know, I watched, I saw that, I saw that it was on, but I was like, I didn't watch it yet. I started watching the new pet cemetery. It's not great. It's on Amazon, uh, or Paramount. It's on Paramount. And, uh, there's also a new VHS. If you like those, um, short horror movies and one type of thing, some of those VHS films, it's not actually a VHS film. It's just the name of the films. Uh, they were, I think one or two of them were in theaters and then they started to release them, uh, um, on shutter. So if you have shutter or AMC plus, which includes shutter, uh, those are on shutter and, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, the new exorcist movies out, but it's got bad reviews. So I'm not sure that I'm going to see that. Um, kind of waiting to see Thanksgiving in November. Uh, the Eli Roth movie that he made the trailer for in uh, the Grindhouse films. Uh, that looks funny. Uh, the trailer I saw in the theater the other day, uh, he killed somebody uh, with the um, corn cob holders. You know, those yellow yeah. things with the with the things you sure. stick in the ends of your corn to eat. He like stuck them into the woman's ears. <laughs> that's the kind of shit that kills me. Like that's, that's kind of horror movie <laughs> I want to watch in November. Like I want to watch something yeah. funny like that, you know. Uh, I miss. Never been a Thanksgiving horror movie. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's been a Halloween, there's there's been been a, Christmas. It was like Thanksgiving, but I think it's horrible. There's not very many of them. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's you know, it's Eli Roth. It's gonna be kind of funny. It's it's gonna be stupid. Like I know it's gonna be stupid, but he's trying to like make it like how those old '80s horror movies were. You know what I mean? Like at the same time, like he's kind of having fun with it. But it's also the psycho killer that's killing people in town kind of thing. That's what it looks like anyway. I haven't seen it yet. And uh, I appreciate that. You know, I like that. And he's got the Thanksgiving theme. Kills me. That's just funny shit. Looking forward to it. So, yeah. I think it's a niche audience. And, of course, I want to see the the Scorsese film with DiCaprio and the Indians and the oil money and De Niro and everything. I mean, I'm sure that's going to be 
great, you know, but, uh, whatever. It's going to be three fucking hours long. You know, it is <laughs> right. I mean, this is going to be a long movie and sit DiCaprio is going to be sitting in the theater for all that time. Like Oz will go see it like a dozen times. I don't, it's too long. I'll see it once. I'm not seeing these movies over and over again in the theater. It's too long. If I got to make more than one bathroom break in the middle of the film, it's too long. You know, one bathroom breaks enough. And I sh- I'd right. like to not take those, but I'm getting older. It used to be I could go watch a whole movie and not have to get up and go to the bathroom. But right. as, as you get older, your body's just like, gotta, gotta go. Plus, it gives you an go opportunity in and get to out check your an phone. Hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's actually the hotel movie I saw. It was 91 minutes. It was basically an hour and a half with one extra minute. You could say that's the credit. That's the sweet spot. That's right in there. Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah, hour and a half, two hours though. Like the two hour movie's not too bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they that's but that's just it. You get the 90 minute movie or you get the three hour movie these days. Like the 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 two hours okay. Like it's a little long, you know, but if you got a good movie, I don't mind the two hours. But there's that point during the three hour movie where you're kind of looking at your watch and being like I mean, I watched 20 minutes of credits, so there's probably, fuck, there's probably another hour for this damn thing right. to go on, you know? And uh, Oppenheimer felt like it was a five, six-hour-long movie. I swear to God, it was so long. And, uh, you know, people were raving about it and everything, but, I mean, it was mostly just people arguing. And I was just like, man, this is a fucking long movie for what it is. Like, they could have cut some <laughs> of the shit out of here because this is so fucking painfully long. But anyway, all right, we're done. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, Be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening, and good night. Peace.